What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sports Kingdom Show. I am your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Scholar. I am joined by my co-host, Shelton's very own, Tyler Pacholke. Before we start the show, we appreciate you all so much for listening. Be sure to hit that subscribe or follow button wherever you decide to listen to the Sports Kingdom Show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. Also, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review the show on whatever platform you're listening to us through. That really helps out as well. Don't forget to follow at TSK Show on all social media platforms and follow us as well at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler Pachulki. On this episode of the Sports Kingdom Show, we discuss the play and possibilities for both the Lakers and Celtics, as well as talk about what we are looking forward to with the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame ceremony taking place this Saturday. We'll also talk about Tim Tebow potentially signing with the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Dodgers facing off against the Mariners to kick off a nine-game homestand. All this and more on episode 194 of the TSK Show, coming up right now. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 194 of the Sports Kingdom Show. I'm your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar. Joining me as always, Shelton's very own Tyler Pacholke. What's up, TP? How you doing, man? I'm good, man. It's 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 banner season. Yes, yes. I was just telling Tyler I had uh, a TV on behind me in the studio that I'm re- currently recording in, and the Lakers they just raised their 17th NBA championship banner. That's the last home game, last home regular season game for the Lakers. They're about to tip off against the Houston Rockets, and and we'll get get started talking about the Lakers in a second. We got a jam-packed show tonight. We're going to be talking NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball. We we got it all, but uh, Tyler, uh, everything else good in your life? You're, d- you're doing well? Everything's good? Everything's solid, man. Yep. We're, right. we're, we're slowly getting out of, the, out of the craziness and back into uh, normal life, hopefully. Yes, yes. We're getting closer. Uh, we're about a month away, uh, according to uh, the governor of California. Uh, he he said he's going to open the state June 15th. It's May 12th. So uh, we're getting closer and closer to to really getting getting ourselves back to normal. But before we really get into this jam-packed show, we're going to talk, like I said, NBA. The NFL schedule just got released. The Dodgers, they're starting a nine-game homestand. But before we talk about all of that, I got to let you know that this episode of the Sports Kingdom show is sponsored by J Diamond Estates. For all of your real estate needs here in the Los Angeles area, contact Jacob Diamond at 818-451-8539, or you can check out his website, jdiamondestates.com, DRE number 02068311. Come on, you're getting paid. Ask something. Three seconds at midcourt. Final seconds. Bryant for the win. Did I miss anything while I was gone? take this and you burn it. Job's not finished. Job finished? I don't think so. So when you get done with this, you should be butt-ass naked. So like I was saying, it's banner night. The Lakers, they just raised their 17th NBA championship banner uh, in front of a socially distanced crowd at Staples Center. They wanted to wait until the last home regular season game because that was potentially going to be the game that was going to allow the most fans to be in the building. And, and Jeannie Buss and the, and the Lakers, they wanted to be able to celebrate this uh, 2020 championship with the fans. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, but after this game tonight against 
the Rockets. The Lakers, they have two games left in the regular season. And heading into tonight's game against the Rockets, the Lakers, they are 39-30, and 30, sitting in seventh place in the Western Conference, trailing the Mavericks and the Trailblazers by one game. But both of those teams own the tiebreaker over the Lakers. So the Lakers, they, they really have to win out, essentially, and hope that the Mavs and Blazers lose a couple of games here down the stretch to avoid being in the the play-in tournament that we have talked about uh, a couple of times here on, on the TSK show. I know we've brought it up when Luka Doncic and Mark Cuban, as well as LeBron James, had had some words for whoever created the, the play-in tournament for the NBA. Uh, but nonetheless, the Lakers, they have now won two games in a row and three games out of their last five with impressive wins over the Denver Nuggets and Phoenix Suns. And Anthony Davis has looked better and better with each game since he's been back. And he really had his his best game of the season against the Phoenix Suns just the other night where he had 42 points, 12 rebounds, uh, five assists, three blocks, and three steals. And he sealed the game with an incredible reverse alley-oop from Alex Caruso where after he screamed, I'm back, and he got the crowd fired up. He he was fired up. And then the game last night, Tyler, I don't know if you got a chance to watch it or not, but that overtime win in a gritty battle against the Knicks, I think was it was one of the most fun games, but it was also one of the most stressful games. Uh, shout out to Taylor Horton Tucker for hitting a game winner and stepping up as a playmaker in that game. Obviously, the Lakers, they're still without LeBron James. He uh, will not be playing again tonight against the Houston Rockets. That means he he will be out his sixth consecutive game. But also Anthony Davis, uh, back to him real quick. He shut Julius Randle down during overtime and on a very, very key possession down the stretch to where if Julius Randle had scored, that that potentially was going to ice the game for the Knicks. And uh, I saw someone, um, I believe it was Sam Quinn, who's a, I believe he's a writer for CBS. He said, is it possible for defensive player of the year to be one-on-one possession? And he was referring to, to this one possession where AD absolutely shut down Julius Randle uh, in the clutch last night against the Knicks. Um in between all of uh, uh, some of those games, uh, they just the Lakers they just played back to back games against the Suns, uh, or excuse me, they're in the middle of a back to back with the Knicks and the Rockets. They they had uh, Monday off, but on Sunday they played the Knicks. Uh, the the Saturday before that they played the Portland Trail Blazers. They should have won that game, uh, but the refs screwed them with uh, the Caruso foul that the Lakers were forced to challenge, but the refs. They didn't overturn it in the first half. And then in the second half, there were two bogus plays where Kuzma was called for an offensive interference when it wasn't. And Anthony Davis got fouled on a dunk, which wasn't called. But they also lost to the Clippers. But that was because Anthony Davis was held out of the game after experiencing back spasms in the first half. But like I said, he's clearly shown he's healthy since the Clippers game with the way he's played since then. Uh, It was clearly evident in the Phoenix game, in the Denver game, when he was matched up against Jokic, and then last night against the Knicks and Julius Randle. He did tweak his his groin, excuse me, and he he is sitting out tonight's game against Houston. But I think in addition to another reason why LeBron is sitting out this game against Houston, it's because Houston is – arguably I think the worst team in the the league if not record wise uh yes they are the worst team in the league record wise uh so even without LeBron James and Anthony Davis and Caruso who is also out uh he's experiencing foot soreness I think they the Lakers think they can handle business uh without those key guys against the Houston Rockets but all of all of that context it's really about what I was talking about in the beginning where the Mavericks and the Blazers, they have that tiebreaker over the Lakers, Tyler, 
and the Lakers, they're doing everything they can to avoid this playing tournament. They have tonight and two more games left. They won against the Knicks, so they have to do their best to win out to avoid the playing scenario. How much of a worst-case scenario do you think this playing tournament could be for the Lakers, or if they end up in the playing tournament, do you think they could use it to their advantage somehow? Uh, well, I guess it's really only to their advantage if they win, right? You know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's why um, I want to avoid it altogether and and have yeah, them you win out. To, but you hope to, but uh, I I don't think it's it's not something that the Lakers should be worried about. I mean, it sucks. There's a risk there, um, but they they're built to to make a run as a seventh or eighth seed. We talked about this earlier in the year where, you know, when they were gone, they just needed to maintain because it didn't really matter what seed they were coming into the playoffs. They could make a run. And I still believe they can make a run if LeBron and AD are out there. It's not going to be easy though. Like the Warriors is a tough matchup for them. Well, and we also talked about teams at the top of the Western conference standings, trying to avoid the Lakers now. Yeah, Utah and Phoenix, I think, are teams that the Lakers would want. You know, I think that they're over the Clippers in Denver. I I don't think the Lakers have any issues playing Utah, Phoenix, or Denver. I mean, the Lakers, they were able to beat Denver without LeBron James. They had Anthony Davis in that game, and then they – I mean, they didn't manhandle Phoenix the way they should have. They got complacent in, in the fourth quarter, but they were up 20 points in that game at one point. And yeah, I mean the Lakers—they're not scared of Phoenix. No, I I agree. I don't think Phoenix and Utah can beat the Lakers in some game series. No. So I mean the 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 playing game sucks. I don't think it's necessarily worst case scenario. I mean, it is in the sense that, like, if you're a playoff team, it's worst case scenario. But they're in the dance. That's all they need to be. This isn't some young up and coming team that needs every single advantage. You basically just need LeBron and AD out there playing together in the playoff basketball, and Lakers are going to be favored. Right. And so, I mean, with LeBron James, him being out against Houston tonight, I think a lot of people were expecting him to come back tonight, especially with it being banner night and and all of that. I'm – I mean, there was some skepticism about LeBron James being out tonight and, like, if it's more precautionary because they're going against the Rockets and they're not not that they're not taking the Rockets seriously, but it's that they can kind of afford to give LeBron this night off with them not playing again until Saturday and, and giving him now three days off. So I'm – I don't know. I don't know whether or not to be more concerned – about LeBron missing more time as we get closer and closer to the playoffs? I mean, there's always like a little bit of a worry when LeBron's not playing, but for the most part, we just got to ride it out to the playoffs. And if he's on the court, it's all good. Yeah, no, that's, that's usually how it goes. It's just, I mean, when he, when he came back in, I guess I mean that in the sense that, it doesn't matter what happens in the regular season at this point. Yeah, that's true. And I, I guess that's kind of been the Lakers' attitude this this whole season, really. It's that we're, they're using the regular season as a ramp up to the playoffs because they know now that playoff basketball is just a whole a whole different beast. Like, especially with the condensed schedule this year, the Lakers, they haven't really had the time to – practice as a team like they've been using regular seasons games and especially early on in the season they were using regular season games almost as practices so it's it's really been unfortunately I think the mantra of this team this whole year it's just like let's get to the playoffs and then we'll really flip the switch and turn it on I just don't know if it's too late to flip that switch I don't think I don't think it's too late. I, I think I don't, there's. I, I think deep down, I don't think it is either. It's, it's just because it's of worrisome. the type of players they have, you know. Yeah, we got 
we've got a good core. Okay, so the rotation is maybe 10 players. And and half of those guys were on the team last year. So, you know, your Qs, your Brown, your AD, your KCP, and your Caruso. Am I forgetting anybody? Uh, Marquise. Was he on the squad last year? Yeah, Marquise Morris. Yeah, we picked him up at the buyout deadline. So, so he's got a ring. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So there's six. Um, so a good chunk of these guys are, it is, you know, it is pretty close to, you know, a similar team they had last year's same head coach. And then the guys that they brought in, guys like Marcus Hall, uh, Montrez, Wes Matthews, uh, all, yeah, Dennis Schroeder, yeah, everybody, um, professionals. So that's why I think that, you know, for the most part, it doesn't typically work out for teams to just turn it on. But the Lakers team, they have that ability just because, you know, of who they are, veteran leadership, superstar talent, you know, cohesive group, bunch of pros. Well, and what what I will say is, and and the guys you mentioned specifically, like guys like Wes Matthews, Marcus Gasol, and Montrezl Harrell, they've experienced fluctuations in their roles for this team. And especially adding in a guy like Andre Drummond, who's still – trying to find his role with this team. And and don't get me wrong, he arguably had one of his best games as a Laker last night. And in the game against Phoenix, he was key with offensive rebounds galore. He, I mean, AD and Andre Drummond had their way with Phoenix's front court. That, that Phoenix wants no part with part of the Lakers in a seven-game series, especially with that front court. Uh, but I digress. Uh, back to... Marcus All, Wesley Matthews, and Montrezl Harrell, and the, their roles fluctuating. It's like, in in and even Markeith Morris, who his role fluctuated last year in the bubble and has this year as well, being in that front court rotation. It's like these guys have kind of accepted it and and used their time in the league and professionalism, I guess, to their advantage. To where it hasn't really affected their game, and even it's elevated their games because they know it's like, all right. I'm only I only might be getting this certain amount of time out on the court. Let me maximize it and try and help this team as best I can, like they have been. Because I mean, Wesley Matthews has been playing outstanding as of late, and I think he's solidified himself into that playoff rotation. Like he needs to be out there, and obviously we see great things happen for the Lakers on the court when Marcus All is out there, and when you got a guy like Montrez Harrell who's going a hundred miles an hour, ten times out of ten every possession like it just only i think will will bring good things and and that good energy will only mean good things for the team yeah i think they're i, I think the lakers are gonna be solid it, it, it really just it the only thing that really matters is Bron and ad are out there everything else i think is in place yeah you kind tyler you kind of broke up in that say that one more time um, I was just saying, you know, really the only thing, it's just if AD and Braun are on the court together, it's all good. Yeah. No, you know, they can overcome just about anything if that's the case. Yeah, and that's and that's really been the story with with this team all year. And like like I said, they were they were twenty one and six when they were healthy. And then A D goes down on I believe it was Valentine's Day and Ever since then, we've been talking about once this team is 100% healthy, that that switch will just flip, and, and it'll all be right again. And we're still waiting to see that. So, only only time will tell. And I think once once LeBron gets yeah, well, back they're out not there, healthy yet. So. No, exactly, exactly. Once once we see LeBron out there, uh, hopefully on Saturday against the Pacers, we'll know more on if if the Lakers are getting closer closer to that that mark to where they think they can they can really compete for a back-to-back championship run yeah for sure it's gonna be interesting better not better not line up with the warriors i see i'm not worried i I don't think the warriors like don't get me wrong it's just steph curry steph curry can beat you in one game he can beat you in one game but not in a seven seven game series series no, seven game series, it's not a problem, but that's uh if I'm the Lakers, I really hope the the Warriors fall out of that eight spot. Okay, yeah, that's true. I mean, 
if the Lakers were to have to play the the Warriors in a play-in game, that would definitely be uh, a nerve-wracking situation, not just for me, yeah. but I think for all Lakers fans. But in a seven-game series, I think it it's completely no, different. No, it's not a problem. It's not a problem. That's but that's what I mean. Like, man, I don't want to play Steph Curry in a one, you know, winner advances, loser has to play another game scenario. Yeah, and then I mean. Even even if they were in a one game, like if the Lakers and Warriors were to play in the playing game, I still think the Lakers defensively would find a way to to win the game, especially because the Warriors, they are so I, I don't want to say one dimensional, but they do really just run everything through Steph and losing Andrew Wiggins in, to injury or not to it. Is he out for the rest of the year? I know he hurt his wrist. Might make him better, honestly. <laughs> play um, Ubre, play Ubre at the three, like he should be. No, two guard. I'm I'm tripping. He had 38 points last night. Andrew Wiggins did. I don't know wh- why I thought he got hurt for the rest of the year. I'm maybe I'm confusing him with Jalen Brown, who we're going to talk about in a in a minute. But like I was saying, like I still think with the Lakers front court they have the advantage over most teams and, and Phoenix or the Warriors, I think are similar to Phoenix in that aspect to where the, the biggest thing the Lakers could expose is that front court disadvantage for, for the Warriors. No, I mean, for sure. Obviously the Lakers would be the favorite, but Steph Curry is like worst case scenario in a one, one game takes all scenario. Yeah. That's I'd rather play just about any other team. Yeah, there's there's not many teams, uh, especially if Steph Curry is on them, I'd I'd want to face in in a one game playoff, and that's that's exactly why I want the Lakers to completely avoid the playing scenario, and yeah. and that's why they need to win out and handle their business, and then hope that uh, Portland and Dallas uh, maybe let one slip. Um, Dallas, they're beating New Orleans pretty bad right now in the third quarter, and then. Portland's at halftime with Utah and Portland's actually up three 59 to 56 over Utah. So we'll have to keep a close eye on that tonight, Tyler. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a rocky uh, rest of the rest of the way uh, for the playoff standings every night. There's going to be big, big time shifts. Yeah. I mean, the playing game is still a lot of teams in it, you know, yeah. Playing scenario. Not everything has been solidified yet. And, um the playing no there's only about six teams that are eliminated yeah the the playing tournament it starts tuesday the 18th so it's it's creeping up with the the last day of the regular season is sunday uh sunday may 16th and every single game tyler is tipping off at noon the nba is doing that on purpose damn that's crazy <laughs> yeah why, why at noon uh i think it's to avoid teams like like looking at other teams scores and kind of like a, oh, having yeah, okay. that effect that, that makes sense yeah I, th- I think don't quote me on that that might that, yeah. i don't know if that's for sure the the reason but i'm pretty sure all the games are starting at the same time and if i'm not mistaken it's noon because yeah. it's a sunday like what what's everybody gonna do you know yeah no that's 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 a good way to do it everybody will know what the playoffs look like early in the early in the night yeah exactly and it it avoids pl- teams like tanking if they want to try and screw someone over you know yeah but all right that's that's it for the lakers um they just they got to win out you know so all right the the boston celtics uh they have lost forward jalen brown uh for the season he has a torn ligament in his wrist he he's gonna miss the rest of the season in the upcoming playoffs he was in the midst of a career year averaging 24.7 points per game and shooting 48.7% from the field. Boston, they've dealt with a plethora of injuries this season similar to the Lakers. And the Celtics, they find themselves in the playing scenario currently uh, just like the Lakers. Um, But the Boston Celtics, they are sitting at an even 535 and 35. Um this Jalen Brown injury, it's a huge blow for them. 
Um, what kind of chance now, Tyler, do you give them even surviving the play-in scenario uh, and making it into the actual Eastern Conference playoffs? And then, I mean, we can talk about Victor Oladipo being out for the year because he's having labrum surgery. And James Harden, he's returning for uh, Brooklyn. He returned earlier tonight for the Nets uh, in his first action in quite some time after being out from injury. So, Tyler, Jalen Brown's injury, that's that couldn't have come at a worse time for the Celtics as they're, they're trying to get into the playoffs. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously that's a shitty timing and a horrible injury to a, a really good player. But I, I still think they're the best team in the playoff and the playing scenario. And uh, obviously they're not a threat really to to win it all anymore as, as far as the East, but they're still not an easy out in the first round just because Jason Tatum is a superstar and they have they have a good supporting cast. But this definitely changes it, you know. With Jalen Brown, you could really do some upsetting. You could really take the East if you, you played really well. Not saying that they played well this year or had any indication that they'd win the East, but they were still a really talented basketball team, and now it's kind of taken down a notch. Yeah, and, I mean, they, like I said, they've struggled because of injuries a lot uh, A lot of the times this year they – they lost their uh, trade deadline addition, Evan Fournier, because he was dealing with COVID. Uh, Jalen Brown misses, is missing time now. Marcus Smart has dealt with injuries. Kemba wasn't playing the second half of back-to-backs. It really just has not been the year that I think the Celtics thought they were going to have. And and really, I think injuries have, have kind of derailed their season most of the time over the past, I, I would say, two or three four years even, yet they've still been able to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, they were trying to make it, I believe, three out of four this year. Um, I know, I'm know i pretty sure it's two out of three, and they were they were trying to make it three out of four this year. Um, so No, I, that's what I mean. They're, they're a really good team. That's yeah. why even though they're not doing great this year, if that team rolls into playoffs healthy, they're a tough out. Um, but obviously without a guy, a guy like Jalen Brown, they're, it's a different basketball team. Yeah. Now, Victor Oladipo, he was traded to the Heat um, after being traded to Houston during the James Harden trade from Indiana. He's now out for the year with a torn labrum, and he's having surgery uh, to repair that injury. Miami, they were looking like they were really getting on a roll. Jimmy Butler's rare, like he's forming into to playoff form and and really what he was looking like last year in in the bubble this is I think a huge blow for Miami and I mean it just sucks for Victor Oladipo because he was one of those young guys in the league that was really having quite the ascension and now I he's just been riddled with injuries the past three years yeah it's been a tough go for Oladipo you really you're right I mean he hit that all-star form. He was an NBA all-star. And every year since, it's been it's been bad news for him. Um, but I don't think it really changes Miami too much just because um, he hasn't been with the team that long anyways. Yeah. They uh, they kind of have their core that's yeah. um, that was in the in the NBA, NBA, NBA finals last year. And then they added Trevor Ariza, who's now been inserted into the starting lineup. It's... I mean, they're they're looking well, that, like a a scary team to play in in a seven game series, because I mean like, we were talking like, about it before, Tyler. The the Eastern Conference it's pretty top heavy, but I mean Miami's one of those teams that might be able to sneak out a uh, a first round, maybe a second round win. Because I mean they're in fifth, they're in the fifth seed right now. They'd have to play Atlanta. I would think Miami beats Atlanta in the first round, and then. I think they would have to play either Philly. Br- yeah, they'd have to play Philly. That'd be a juggernaut of a series going back and forth, Philly and Miami. Yeah, you, you know, obviously losing Old Depot is a losing talent, but like you said, it's it's the same core group that made the run last year. So 
can't really count them out against anybody. Um, although I don't see them getting past the second round. Yeah. And then how, how important do you think it is Harden returning in the regular season as opposed to in the middle of a playoff series for Brooklyn? It's, um, you know, the timing really doesn't matter. If he returns before the end of the first round, I think it's going to be all good. You know, if he plays the regular season versus first round, I don't think it's really that big of a difference. I just think it's important that he does get on the court. Yeah, no, and I mean, listen, he, he played 26 minutes tonight off the bench. He had 18 points, 7 rebounds, 11 assists, 2 steals, and 2 blocks, and he was a, a plus 3 off the bench. And, and the Nets, they beat the Spurs 128-116. to So, I mean, he, I, he, I, he just needs to get his wind back under him after being out for so long, and I think it's good that he's been able to, to come back during the regular season get a couple of games in him before the playoffs. And I mean, like, like the Lakers, eh, the nets are very similar to where if they got all their guys healthy, it's, it's going to be raring to go. All right, we're back. I got Tyler back. We had some, uh, some technical difficulties, but it's okay. Uh, we work through them. the show must go on. Uh, we left off talking Tyler uh, before we lost you. Uh, I was saying how I think it's good that Harden was able to come back before the playoffs started and how similar to the Lakers, if the Nets have Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and James Harden out on the court together, there really isn't anybody in the Eastern Conference I'm taking over them. Yeah, I think they're the clear-cut favorite if those three are on the floor together. It, it just – I haven't seen anything really like that team before, and it'll be interesting to see if anything can beat them. Yeah, and, I mean, the Eastern Conference, I think, itself has really been pretty top-heavy all season. I think really the main contenders in the East are Philly, Brooklyn – and Milwaukee and I mean I think most people were expecting the Celtics to be in that conversation this year and also the Heat because they were the reigning Eastern Conference champions but really with the Celtics and the injuries that they had to derail their season that kind of screwed things up so it kind of just left Philly Brooklyn and Milwaukee so if if the Nets are healthy and Harden can get his wind back and all of that the the Eastern Conference Finals, I think, are going to be the most exciting part of the Eastern Conference playoffs, more so because I think we're going to get more exciting series throughout the entirety of the Western Conference playoffs as opposed to the Eastern Conference playoffs. Well, one of those teams will have to beat two of those teams, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's a good they're point. Going to meet, they're going to meet up in the second round and then probably in the West, in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see who, which one has to end up beating both two of the other two, really. Yeah, no, it's going to be uh, really are t three really good basketball teams that have the ability to to win it all. I think are they the favorites? Not really, but they definitely have the ability. Yeah. Now, all right, the last subject in NBA three and the key this week is, of course the 2020 Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame class. They're going to be inducted this Saturday after the ceremony was postponed last year uh, by COVID-19. Headlining this year's class is obviously Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, and the late great Kobe Bryant. Um, it still feels very weird saying the late great Kobe Bryant. But, um, yeah, so it the the list of presenters for all of the uh inductees was released and obviously uh for Kevin Garnett I'll I'll just read off a couple of them um the there's let's see 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 there's nine people getting inducted uh on Saturday and so Kevin Garnett 
he's going to be presented by Tyler than none other than uh, Chicago legend and obviously Detroit Pistons champion Isaiah Thomas. So that that's going to be pretty cool uh, to hear Isaiah talk about Kevin Garnett. Um, Kevin, obviously, he played, uh, I believe it was just his senior year of high school, Tyler, in Chicago. Do you remember, Do you know if that's correct? I, I don't remember specifically now how many years he was there, but definitely a senior year. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so it's, it's going to be cool to see uh, Isaiah Thomas talk about Kevin Garnett. And then Tim Duncan, he's getting presented by – None other, none other than, of course, the Admiral uh, and his former teammate, David Robinson. Um, so that's that's going to be cool. And then Kobe Bryant, uh, I think there was a lot of speculation about who it was going to be. People thought it might be Pau Gasol. People thought it might be Shaq. People thought it might just be straight up Vanessa. Uh, Vanessa will speak uh, at the ceremony, and, I mean, she is one of the – strongest women i've ever seen to have to talk at uh multiple different public um events like she has and and the way she's spoke in in the past so eloquently uh about her husband and and her daughter uh she's she's just one of the strongest women i've ever seen but kobe he's he's going to be presented by none other than his heiress michael jordan and I can, I can only imagine what that speech is going to be like, Tyler. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's, uh, <laughs> it's. There's only a couple guys that would have been right, and I think him or Shaq were the ones. Yeah, definitely, and um, it's um, just to speak magnitude. You know, it just speaks magnitude. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be great ceremony in general maybe the best class ever i think there there's no doubting that um at least if you combine all of the accolades of of all of these people i mean you got uh legends also like tamika catchings uh you got rudy tomjanovich who's a a two-time head coach uh a a two-time champion as a head coach for for the houston rockets Hakeem Olajuwon and Calvin Murphy are introducing him, Tyler. They're they're introducing Rudy T. Uh, Tamika Catchings, she's getting presented by Alonzo Mourning and Don Staley. Um, Eddie Sutton, the legendary Oklahoma State coach, he's getting presented by John Calipari, Bill Self, and Sidney Moncrief. Um, And Eddie Sutton passed away, actually. I believe it was during the pandemic. I don't believe it was from COVID, but... Um, yeah, it was actually May 23rd, 2020, almost a year ago now. That's pretty crazy. But yeah, the legendary Oklahoma state coach, he will, he will also be getting inducted into the hall of fame uh, on Saturday. But, but obviously, like I said, the, the main attraction for this hall of fame class is Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, and obviously Kobe Bryant. So it's, um, it's going to be a bittersweet weekend. I think it's, um, I think it's a lot of people they they're sad that they're they're not going to be able to hear what Kobe would have said at his induction speech but I think it is it's going to be a very very cool experience uh to hear what Michael Jordan has to say at his Hall of Fame induction speech as opposed to uh the speech Michael unfortunately had to give at at the memorial Uh, it's going to be tough. Yeah. It's going to be tough. It, it, you know, it'll be good, but it'll still be pretty tough. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. But all right. Uh, you got anything else you wanted to talk about NBA related? I know we got uh, a bunch of other stuff to talk about tonight. No, we'll, we'll leave it for the shout outs. <laughs> all righty. All righty. Let's, uh, let's hit the gridiron. About that action, boss. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. That's why we took the damn field. I'm just here so I won't get fired. Great cash, homie. But they are who we thought they were. And we left them on the hook. That's as good an effort as I've ever seen in my life from a running back. Don't you ever talk about me. 
Before we talk about the NFL schedule being released and when the Rams and Seahawks will be playing each other, I wanted to talk about something that we started to hear rumblings of on draft day. And we weren't really sure, not not how true they were, but just how real of a possibility this was. And, of course, I'm talking about Tim Tebow working out for the Jacksonville Jaguars, not as a quarterback, but as a tight end. So, like I said, we started hearing rumblings of this on draft day, and there was some initial shock to the rumors of Tebow working out for the Jags uh and all of that but obviously that got trumped by the Aaron Rodgers madness uh once all of that news broke but now uh earlier this week it is being reported that Tim Tebow is potentially going to be signing a contract with the Jacksonville Jaguars reuniting him with his college coach Urban Meyer within the next week or so Tim Tebow hasn't played in the NFL since the 2015 preseason. And since then, he has been a broadcaster for the SEC Network and even had a brief minor league baseball career in the New York Mets organization where he batted 222. All I have to say, Tyler, and I can't believe we're even talking about this, But all I have to say is this better not happen. But I know it's going to happen. So I guess I'm just going to grab some popcorn and and enjoy the show because this is going to be must-see TV if Tebow makes it onto onto the 53-man roster for the Jaguars because defensive guys are going to be licking their chops if they see Tebow out there on offense for the Jaguars. Yeah, I mean he's a capable he's a capable athlete, but I mean the last time we saw him, he was what, what six years younger. Yeah, and didn't and didn't make it. So it's not like he's been working on his tight end game this whole time. He was a baseball player. Yeah, so I mean he I'm sure he's a really smart football player and all that, but uh, I don't know. You know, it'll be it's hard to believe that he'll make the roster. Do you think he's just trying to do this to find a way into the quarterback room to see if Urban will maybe let him try being a quarterback? No, I think that's gotta be <laughs> the ship that ship has to have sailed. I would can't hope so. It. Can't can't do it. I mean, yeah, I'm surprised I, he even has a shot. Like, seriously, Tyler. Like, seriously, how is he getting this opportunity? He's an elite athlete. Not no, a lot of but, miles on him. Oh, he's an elite athlete. That doesn't mean he's going to be a good tight end. Like, no, no, it doesn't. But he's an elite athlete. He's a really good football player. And, and that's why he's getting a shot. Um, is it deserving? So probably not. But it's his college coach. So what, what do you expect? Yeah, that's – and. I mean, that's kind of, I think, what's rubbing a lot of people the wrong way is that Urban Meyer was his college head coach. They have a relationship. If I'm not mistaken, Tebow's from Jacksonville. So there's marketing. Like, my marketing senses are just going way off. Like my Yeah, it makes a lot of sense in in those cases. And so it's like, I just, there's probably so many other guys that have been training their entire lives to try and become an NFL tight end that are not going to get this opportunity because Urban Meyer is going to give Tim Tebow a chance. And I mean, listen, I feel like Urban Meyer is one of those guys who's usually always like accused of being part of that like good old boys club and always hooking up their friends 
with like the best job possible like especially with coaching hires and assistant coaches and all of that type of stuff so it's this just it rubs me the wrong way i know it rubs a lot of other people the wrong way i just i'm just not about it 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 doesn't rub me the wrong way in the sense that it's not tebow's fault no i'm not blaming tebow in yeah a a sense I, I guess I can't kind of am blaming Tebow also because it's like, dude, get over yourself. Like, you didn't oh, make come it. on. No. What do you mean? It's oh, a, come on. It, no, get over yourself. Give, you're not going to give up if you think there's an opportunity. Now, Urban Meyer, is he playing favorites? Of course, but it, it is a business. And do I like it? No. Does it? It, it, it doesn't. It doesn't feel good. It feels kind of like, well, this kid's getting a shot that you know, most people dream of for, for, for one reason only, and that's because he played for the college. But at the same time, Tebow's, Tebow's a big-time name. He's from the area. He played for Urban. It's, like you said, marketing-wise, it's a business. Yeah, but, I mean, Trevor Lawrence got and the, the number one overall pick wasn't enough? They got their quarterbacks. So there's not going to be any pressure to start Tebow. You know what I mean? It's just going to be like, let's see what he can do. Tyler, they had on the field. Tyler, they had five tight ends on the roster already. Yeah, but that's like average, I assume. I mean, most teams are carrying four tight ends on game day. Yeah, I don't know. So, I mean, that doesn't really mean too much, especially because. We're not at the 53-man roster yet. No. Yeah, that's very true. Let's see if he survives training camp. Yeah, if he makes the 53-man roster, I'd be very surprised. Um, he didn't make the, I just didn't make it the last that, time he like, was in an NFL training camp. That's what I'm saying, and he was six years younger, so I can't assume that he's turned into this uh, player that's leaps and bounds better than that guy, but maybe who knows? We'll see. The guy knows football really well, so he's a grown man. You just never know. Trevor Lawrence, just make sure he doesn't somehow steal your job, please. Well, this they got Gardner Minshew uh, is a bigger threat to steal his his job for game one. That's fair. I'm just saying. I I just something doesn't smell right to me with this Tebow coming in as a tight end. I mean, I, he's somehow going to find him, find his way under center. He might. He might. Oh God. All right. Let's enough of Tebow. Let's let's talk about this NFL schedule release. Um, do you have the Seahawks schedule pulled up, Tyler? I do. Okay. So, who is their first game? The Colts. Oh, okay. That is, uh, I believe, who the Rams play uh week two but the uh yeah week two but the rams i think we played their whole division this year yeah i think i think uh we do have the afc south this year yes i see tennessee and houston Houston. and jacksonville Uh, speaking of that tyler if tim tebow is on the roster in week 13 when the Jacksonville Jaguars come to Los Angeles and play the Rams, I hope Aaron Donald makes Tim Tebow never want to play football ever again. Nah, Tim Tebow will want to play football. He's like <laughs> Captain America. He'll always want to be that shit, dude. Um, he, uh, no, we but play. We dude, we play. We play Jacksonville on Halloween. Oh, that'll be fun. We're in Houston yeah. for for Halloween. But, okay, so the Rams, they open up their season Sunday night football against the Bears. So that's that's going to be interesting to see if Justin Fields or Andy Dalton or Nick Folk are under center for the Bears. Yeah. Uh, it, I got to assume it's going to be uh, Andy Dalton game one. I don't know. I don't know, man. I think they this, might let Justin Fields go game one. We'll, I mean, we'll be, see how, I think that's he, how the way it looks to, in training camp. but I think that's the way to do it. But it seems like the trend lately has been not going with their guy game one. We'll see. But Sunday night football for the Rams opening uh, week one, that's going to be 
really fun. Obviously, I believe it'll be the first time there will be fans for an NFL game at SoFi Stadium. That's going to be sick. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then... Um, the Seahawks crush the primetime games. Who do they... Who do they have on primetime? I know one of our, one of our games is Thursday night. Uh, we've Thursday got, night football. We've got two Monday nights, two Sunday nights, and a Thursday night. That's the same with the Rams. It's, that's that's big time. Yeah. No, it's going to be a lot of fun this season. Um, but, yeah, so the Seahawks and Rams, they play each other we, Thursday night football, October 7th, and then they also play – Sunday, December 19th, that Thursday night football game, Tyler, that's in Seattle. And then December 19th, uh, that is here in Los Angeles. So we got to figure out a way to get to that game. December 19th, put it on the calendar now. Yeah, I hope, I hope we get fans <laughs> in the, I hope we got fans in the stands for this time. We should. We should. I don't yeah. see why we wouldn't. Uh, and then the Rams, their bye week is week 11. Um, so, yeah. What 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 is the Seahawks bye week, Tyler? Uh, week nine. Week nine. Okay, so. All right, all right. Week nine, week eleven. Now, see, now that the schedule is released, we're talking about bye weeks, Tyler. I'm thinking about the TSK Show Fantasy Football League. I'm. It's gonna be good. Draft is coming around in in a few months. Oh man, Tyler, football's almost here. I'm ready to go. We're it is almost here, but we got a lot of we got a lot of hoops left to play. I yes, we yes, we do have a lot of hoops I, left to I play. I still haven't been able to get super excited about the season, but once I turn the page, it'll be full go. No, see, and that's that's the funny thing with me is like I'm so focused on the Lakers right now, and and we're gonna uh, I guess transition to to baseball now because uh i'll I'll just hit the music and and we'll just we'll continue my my thought in a second tyler here we go clayton kershaw pitches a no hitter a career high 15 strikeouts he's a new all-time hit king in major league history number two five eight my oh my line to left field Moment after moment, memory after memory, the Dodgers have done it again. High fly ball into right field. She is gone. Muncie hits this ball to deep right field. Forget about it. Muncie with a splash hit. Veritek and A-Rod going at it. Swing and a drive. Absolute madness. It's going to take forever to get this thing straightened out. So Tyler, we were just talking about how you were saying you're not quite ready uh, for football. There's still a lot of hoops left to play. And I'm in a very similar scenario because there's still a lot of hoops left to play. And I am so focused on the Lakers right now that the Dodgers, they've kind of taken a back seat for me and really football as well. Now that, uh, I mean, basketball has just been consuming my life during the NBA season before baseball started. And, and when football season ended, um, it's, it was just really a funny that you you mentioned you were feeling that way because I always get that feeling around this time of year where it's like, all right, the NBA regular season is winding down. We're getting ready for the playoffs, but we're also at the beginning of baseball season. We're in the middle of the the NFL offseason, and we're really getting ready for training camp to start here towards uh, the middle of the summer. Um, we're we're at a very interesting time. Yeah, this is the this is the good stuff. I mean, really. Outside of that, I think the man. I mean, I guess the the NBA Finals would be the best time of year. Yeah, usually around June. Um, are you talking about the best time of year was the, when the Sports NBA Finals West. were were in October because of the pandemic? Yeah, 
Yeah, no, that was great. Okay. You had all three going, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. I wasn't sure if you were talking about in normal times or during during COVID times. Well, I mean, normal times, I would probably favor the NBA Finals as well, but not because of the overlapping aspect. Yeah, but no, because the overlapping aspect of, of what took place last year because of all the COVID postponements of, of the seasons, um, that, I mean we went so long without sports that everything came back and it was all crammed together all at once. It was, it was like a sports overload almost. Yeah. Everybody joined football season. Yeah, basically. Um, but yeah, so like I was saying with the NBA season coming to an end and me not really being focused on the Dodgers, it really hasn't affected me all that much that uh when the the Dodgers they started the season 13 and 2 it was like all right cool the Dodgers they're back rolling and and they're ready to defend this world series title then since then they've gone 6 and 15 for a total record of 19 and 17 which is good for 3 games out of first place in the NL West so it's been quite the down spell for for the Dodgers as of late but they just started a two-game series against the Seattle Mariners here in Los Angeles uh Tyler and I we were trying to figure out a way to go to the game last night it just uh it didn't end up working out but if we did go to that game we would have seen the Dodgers win the first game of the series against the Mariners six to four in comeback fashion thanks to a Gavin Lux 413 foot three run home run in the eighth inning. Uh, this was the first game of a nine game homestand. So it's, it's great that they, they got off to a winning start for this nine game homestand. And I'm, I'm trying to bring up the score of their game right now. The Dodgers, they currently lead the Mariners two to nothing in the top of the fifth inning. So, so far, That's such a, such a classic Mariner score. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, Hey, they, they're starting out good. Let's, let's see if the Dodgers can hold on. But, but like I was saying, they're six and 15 since starting 13 and two Tyler, not exactly what you want to see from the defending world series champs. No, I mean, and they're, it's a bunch of veterans, you know. These are guys that should be able to come out with a sense of urgency, but, hey, the hangover is real. Yeah, and really, I think the aside from the World Series hangover, I think the biggest contributor to that hangover isn't alcohol. It's, it's injuries, and, I mean, just to kind of give you an idea, Tyler, they – they have pitcher Corey Kniebel on the 60-day DL, or excuse me, injured list. They they call it the IL now, not the the DL. I always have to get that right. Uh, so Corey Kniebel, he's on the 60-day IL. Their young stud Dustin May is out for the season and part of next season, most likely, after suffering an elbow injury that needed Tommy John surgery to repair. So that, I think, is one of the biggest blows of the entire season losing Dustin May uh to an elbow injury that required Tommy John uh Dustin May he's uh, arguably some people think he's the best pitcher on the staff uh when he he really has his stuff and and being that he's so young he's got such a bright future it really sucks to to see him go down the way he did and when he threw that pitch and hurt his elbow Tyler he knew immediately and uh, he just kind of looked at the dugout and kind of just waved him out, uh, waved the trainers out of the dugout to to come get him to take a look at him. And it, it was just it was a sad sight to see because this kid just has so much promise. Um, but also Cody Bellinger, he has yet to return from a fracture in his leg after he was spiked while running to first base against the Oakland Athletics way back over a month ago. So they're they're missing one of their key contributors on offense and also uh, one of their best defensive players in the outfield. And then other pitchers that are on the men still bruised our Uh He started the year injured, came back, and then 
finds himself back on the 10-day IL. David Price is on the 10-day IL. Tony Gonsolin, he's on the 10-day IL. And then uh, another young guy, Zach McKinstry, who came out of the gates on fire to start the season, he's also on the mend with an oblique issue. So uh, it's it's pretty clear that one of the biggest issues the Dodgers have run into this year has been injuries. But they've also done a very poor job with runners in scoring position this year, which I think has been a problem the Dodgers have had for my entire lifetime. But I think the the Dodgers having a problem leaving guys on base, that's been a, a direct result of the bats having been relatively cold over this down period. But it's like the the Dodgers, they they're just hurt right now. And so it's it's been a tough uh a tough go of it over the last month. They they came out of the gates hot. Uh they kind of cooled off a bit, but hey, you know what, Tyler? I got some good news. What's that? There's 125 games left in the season and ultimately just like the Lakers. That's just too many games. <laughs> It's just too many. You, you, you don't. You. They gotta figure something out, man. That's just too many games. I there guess was only the cream six. Really rises. There was only sixteen, or there was only sixty games last year because of COVID. How is it that there's ties every year for records at the very end of a hundred and sixty-two game season? You know, Tyler, I wish How I How does that happen? How does that happen? <laughs> I don't know. But, I mean, hey, they they got to give enough time for – I don't even know where I'm going. I'm, I'm trying to defend baseball. Well, I mean, it's just it, – the, the, the only thing with baseball, I feel like, is just teams typically get ahead and just stay ahead. It's tough to really, like, make up ground in baseball. Yeah, I mean, you know, like you don't want to get too far behind because teams can hold on to a 10 game lead for months because you play so many games and teams would really have to go on a hot streak to 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 chip away at a a 10 game lead like that, which is which just seems weird because there's so many games. But I mean, that really is how it is. Yeah, so. I mean, hey, like I was saying, the Dodgers, they got 125 games left to to really right the ship. But, I mean, like like I was saying, with the, with the Lakers and with the Nets, and really it goes for any team in sports. If, if you're healthy, that's going to give you the best chance to win. And the Dodgers, when they were, when they were healthy, they started the season 13-2. And, and so... I mean, if the Dodgers, they're 100% healthy, I don't really think anybody wants to face this team in a playoff series. No, of course not, because they still got the juice. You don't want to play. You don't want to play star-studded teams in playoff scenarios or, you know, veteran experienced teams. Right. So, all right, that uh, that just about wraps it up for us on the Sports Kingdom show tonight. Tyler, do you have any shout-outs before we get out of here? Yeah, I'm going to shout out a college football legend, Cole Brennan, recently just passed away at the age of 37. Uh, college football legend, love watching him play. He put his best, the his senior year, I believe it was, he set the record for passing touchdowns. That was my senior year of high school. Yeah. So um, I love watching that dude play. He's still got a ton of records. He's still top 10 uh, passer all time in college football. Uh, sad to see someone so talented die so young. It's yeah. sad to see anybody die so young. Yeah, and I mean, being being that we grew up on the West Coast, I think it was a lot easier for us to watch Hawaii football games. And I mean, yeah. he was you put Hawaii football on the map at that era. Yeah, that I mean, that team was must see TV because of Colt Brennan. And yeah, definitely, I mean, because they were they were known for passing the ball, but he took it to another level where people wanted to watch. Yeah, definitely. Definitely a rest in peace to to a legend. Um and then 
my shout out uh we've kind of talked about russell westbrook i think the last two weeks in a row so we'll make it three uh kind of kind of leading up to this accomplishment we we've talked about it a bunch but he did pass oscar robertson for the most triple doubles all time in nba history um like i was saying it's it's nice to officially call russell westbrook the triple double king now that we've been talking about this accomplishment uh for so many weeks now um i'm just really excited to see how many he ends up with for for his career tyler because we know his career isn't done and and when it's all said and done i'm excited to see what what that number is and what the record is finally set at and if it ever gets broken one day well you know that's a record i never thought would be touched so yeah it's pretty crazy to see him you know beat it and look like he's gonna demolish it yeah and i i mean people like us people older than us they never thought they would see oscar robertson's triple double record broken and and russell's only got the chance now to add to to the record so it's it's gonna be and fun now, to watch. And now other guys are are getting there you know he kind of yeah. put it on the map now you guys got you got guys like luka and Jokic um doing it kind of nightly as well well just think about the guys russell had to pass on his way to passing oscar robertson it's like he had to pass lebron james he had to pass jason kidd he had to pass magic johnson Johnson. like yeah Yeah. no he's he's the man he's mr triple double no doubt he's gonna he'll probably beat the record by maybe 100 triple doubles he's got probably another 80 to 100 left in him yeah i mean i definitely think russell's got at least another five years left in him in the in the nba so I think he's good for at least another 20 to 30 a year for, for the next five years, probably if depending on his team scenario. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Russ is the man for that. Definitely. Unreal, unreal record. Definitely. So shout out Russell Westbrook and of course, rest in peace to the legend Colt Brennan with that, that wraps up this episode of the sports kingdom show for Tyler Pacholke. I am Eric, the Duke of sports Sklar. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you decide to listen to the Sports Kingdom show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. Don't forget to follow at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler Pacholke. We appreciate you all so much for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode of the TSK Show. Peace. Tyler. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We got some technical difficulties, folks. We have lost Tyler. Oh, he's back. Uh-oh. Tyler. You're still muted. Uh-oh. Are we good? This is all. I'm just going to leave this all in. Can you hear me? Yep. I can hear you now. Can you hear me? Tyler, I can't hear you. Tyler, can you hear me? Uh Uh-oh, all right.